0: You the adventurer, yes you, do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power, a codex of untold stories and lore, or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes,
1: or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. We're your hosts, Lewin Markell. Taylor Stanfield.
2: And I'm Travis Peasley.
0: So, uh, a few days ago, <laughs> I was seized by a terrible panic because I was, well, I say a few days ago, like yesterday, <laughs> like 24 hours ago. I was at work, and I was like, it was my, la- like my last day of work for the week, and I was like, fuck, I, I haven't done any... I haven't done any research for this week. Oh, fuck. Uh, It hit
1: T-minus 24 (sighs) hours. I have to have a podcast episode ready to go. Oh,
0: God. How could I forget that it was me this week? Oh, no. (laughs) And I had to stop and, like, backtrack through Mm -hmm. the episodes because then, like, part of me was like, wait, is it? Is it me this week? Because we... You know we're we're so in the routine, yeah. But like
1: we we tend to go in an order unless one of us wants to cut ahead or needs an extra week, yeah,
0: yeah, or like can't do it that week at yeah. all for whatever for whatever reason. But I was like, wait, is it me this week? And then I had to like literally go back and look at the list of our last few episodes and be like. So first it was Travis, and then it was Taylor, and then it was... Okay, it's not me. Okay. But I was in a panic mode for like five minutes in my workplace break room, and I just, I wonder how apparent it was to everybody else in the room that I was fucking panicking about
2: I guess that depends on how outwardly you were panicking.
1: You
0: know, I, I don't even
1: know. Well, hopefully not too much. And I'm sorry that you panicked. Um, I was, meanwhile, deep in the research. Well, and, and
0: obviously that my first thought was to do that instead of get in our group chat and be like, "Hey, <laughs> so who's we? Whose, week whose is it? episode is
2: it this week?" The first was panic, and then looking back through episodes like, instead of just being like, "Hey, <laughs>
1: hey guys, what's hey up? my friends who would never judge me over this thing."
2: Hey, I've done it before. I've thought like a couple of days before, like, "Shit, is it my turn this week?" Yeah. But normally Taylor keeps up with that.
1: I, I do a pretty good job, but sometimes I have been like, "Oh no, it's not my week." And then like the day of, Travis will be like, "What do you have this week?" And I'm like, "Um, something exciting, I'm sure." See, <laughs> all
0: all I have is my my dog, and I wasn't even with my dog this time to be like Snoopy It me this week, and for him to just look at me impassively like. I don't even give a shit if it's you this week. No, (laughs) give me belly rubs instead. Yes, I miss Snoop. So anyway, crisis
2: averted. Crisis averted, and Taylor has a topic for us. I I... do. Okay,
0: Taylor, you did do the research, right? (laughs) I did. Okay, good.
1: It's. I'm. I'm pretty pleased with it. Uh, Nice. This week, I want to talk about death. Ooh, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. (laughs)
2: Let's. uh, Let's talk about death. Uh, All right. So.
1: I mean, we've already talked a lot about death in D&D, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's and been a
0: lot of death. Sometimes you
1: die. To some degree, most people already have a pretty good idea of what happens when you die. I mean, depending on the setting and the characters.
0: Oh, you mean like in D&D? Yeah, right. Not right. in real life? No. Oh, okay. No. Because that's a whole other... That's
1: a whole other can of worms that we are not going to talk about because this is a Dungeons & Dragons floor podcast. We are going to mm-hmm. take that
0: can and we are going to set it aside unopened.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, I know that Lewin and Travis have talked about some gods of death. And I know that in the Plains episode and more recently, the Mechanist episode, I've discussed what happens to the average guy once they finally lose that last hit point.
0: <laughs> they finally fail that last death save.
1: Yep. Yep. All right. Ah, Which so we're all going to do
2: one day. Basically, it's you die and then your spirit gets taken somewhere depending on... The
1: setting and yeah, how, what kind of a person you were.
2: What kind of god you worship. Et
1: cetera, et cetera. Now, Travis, mm-hmm. I want to apologize. Oh, no. Because I'm going to talk fairly extensively about 4th Edition in this episode.
2: Oh, no. All and right. I'm
1: not dragging it for once.
2: Oh? Hmm. hmm.
0: Is 4th is Edition getting
1: another point? I'm going to talk about someone 4th Edition introduced and therefore added a completely new concept of the afterlife to D&D. Okay. okay, are we going to have to
0: eat our words a little bit, or are we just going to snack on our
2: words a little bit? Just
1: a little snack.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Just a snack?
2: Nope. I refuse to do any sort of snacking, munching, and or eating of my words. Okay.
1: Too bad. Um, so, in 4th edition, it, which was released in June 2008, it also, at all at the same time, it released the Dungeon Master's Guide, the Player's Handbook, and the Monster Manual. Yeah, right. pretty yeah, standard. Naturally. In the DM's guide and players' guides, well, players' handbook. Sorry, the Raven Queen was first mentioned.
0: (gasps) The Raven Queen was introduced in
1: fourth edition. Yeah, excuse the fuck
0: out of me. The Raven
2: Queen was older than that. I thought she was like second, third, like yeah. But fourth edition. Excuse the
1: fuck out of me. Yeah, no. Uh, The Raven Queen was not mentioned until fourth edition, but she was immediately given core pantheon treatment.
0: Well, yeah, because, like... She's badass. She's fucking dope. Like, I'll admit, I don't know a lot about the Raven Queen from actual lore, Mm -hmm. but, like, she's fucking dope. Yeah. Right? Like...
1: Well, and this is one of those scenarios, because I know what you're referencing. Um, A lot of the... (laughs) The... Call me out, why don't you? Well, and I'm not... (laughs) This isn't even a call-out. This is how wonderful the Dungeons & Dragons community is that... They have taken a character that I will say is not characteristically fleshed out and just go to fucking town on her and make her into such an interesting character. Yeah. Um, Because
0: the building blocks are there. Yeah,
1: to name a few, the Adventure Zone, um, Critical Role, there are I'm sure several more, but like. The image of her in my head that just exists. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a fucking beautiful badass queen with, like, crow fe- or raven feathers everywhere, like, what the And, fuck? like,
0: a, a cool, morbid, macabre raven
2: vibe. Oh, and just, yeah. Just, like, a very sturdy stance on what's dead should stay dead.
0: Yeah, and yeah. just, like, a fucking total badass.
1: Well, I'm gonna kind of talk about how we got to that point, but, mm-hmm. like I said, they- the. Central lore does not does not go into depth on her and her personalities too much. But like like, he, like you guys said, it has a lot of great building blocks.
0: Yeah. Like, that's a god I would worship. Yeah.
1: So, in the Player's Handbook and DM's Guide, that she wasn't described very much in depth, even like what she did and who she was. But in her first release, a few char- key characteristics were made known that are still a part of her characterization today. So, first and foremost, the Raven Queen is the goddess of death, fate, and winter. Cool.
2: Okay, see nice. the winter part I wasn't aware of, actually. I knew, you know, fate, death. Yeah. Didn't know about winter.
1: So, while the actual domains change in 5th edition to just life and death, mostly because fate and winter are no longer domains for deities to have, mm-hmm. um, aesthetically and mechanically, the Raven Queen still has interests in, like, fate and winter, because, like...
0: Yeah, winter is like the season of death, and exactly, and you know, death is the fate of all living things. Yes, so, and except she. For me. Hmm. Oh,
1: so her symbol is a raven's head, specifically one facing left. Swag,
2: left-facing raven head,
1: like the setting sun. Yeah, damn.
0: Maybe it, maybe not, but... But,
1: like, I didn't think about that. But, yeah, you're right. Well, I guess, huh.
0: depending on your depending on your perspective.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. I
0: suppose. <laughs> but if you're facing north... Right,
1: which typically like one would assume, how especially you, you from, like, an image.
0: Orient yourself in that way. Yeah. I'm trying to find symbolism where there isn't any. Leave me alone.
1: No, I like it. Thank you. So, uh, the Raven Queen is unaligned in 4th edition and lawful neutral in 5th edition.
2: Okay. So Okay. I all mean, right, all right. pretty... Yeah, I mean, that's the general bit. Because, like,
0: Unaligned encompasses Lawful Neutral yeah. in 4th edition, right? Which yeah. Which we've set our piece on. Let's not it. And I will say,
1: Unaligned, as far... Like, honestly, I would if I had to pick anything for her in regards to... That. That, the Unaligned bit, it would be true neutral. But I will say, for her unaligned actually makes sense she has no alignment other than to preserve order of nature which is inherently chaotic but
0: or or the the concept of well though you could say i guess the interest in preserving order is an inherently lawful thing to do so it equals out to her being true neutral we'll say that
1: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> well, that—that that was actually my point. Was oh. that uh, oh, okay. an interest in per- an interest in preserving the order of nature is an interest in pre- preserving the order of chaos. Therefore, it does kind of balance out. Yeah. Um. So, the Raven Queen's name has also always been lost to time and history, and even herself. Well, and that's a whole thing too.
0: Was like in the Kenku episode, uh, that was what Pazuzu wanted from the Kenku. In uh, fourth edition, was, was for her them name to find the Raven Queen's true name yeah. and give it to him.
2: So
1: that's that's a thing, yeah. Yeah, and it, lots of people want her name because they want that that
2: control over. They her. They want that power that yeah, yeah. that a true name
0: gives you.
1: But she doesn't even fucking know her name. <laughs> but
0: everyone assumes it's just a secret, like kept by her. But, but she's it's... like, oh, "Fuck you guys! I don't even know it."
2: It's Tracy. Oh.
0: Oh, hmm. But like, um, Orcus. Sorry, sorry to any Tracy's out there. We, we're not making fun of your name. It just. It was
2: just the first name that popped into my mind. I don't know. I
1: love I love
0: regular sounding
2: names in <laughs> fantasy settings. Okay. Tracy.
1: But like Orcus, uh, the demon lord of Undeath, he's hunting for her name and has his followers hunting for it. And yeah. Yeah.
2: Because Orcus sucks. Yeah. No, he's kind of and a dick.
1: I will say, you know, he's kind of diametrically opposed to her. Yeah. For reasons we'll get into later, but most people already kind of have an idea. Yeah. So while another source I'll get to later actually gives her a name, it's the only one that does so, and every other iteration prefers the name, lost to time, lost to even herself version. Okay. She's simply called the Raven Queen.
2: So this source, I know you said we'd get to it later, but is it a... Like, licensed yeah. source? Okay. Yeah,
1: it's, um. I'll go ahead and say it, it's a fourth edition supplement. Okay. It's my fan. I
2: just didn't know that that was, like, one of those, like, <laughs> fan sources that gives a name that a lot of people like to follow, just wasn't, like, a...
1: No, in my research, I found that most people prefer to stick to that, the idea of the name is just, just not, lost.
2: Just not there. Yeah. Somewhere.
1: So, additionally, her commands for her followers always remain the same throughout all of her iterations, which give a pretty good description of who she is. For one, do not pity the dead because death is natural.
2: Okay, Seems, yeah.
1: Yeah. Seems That's, legit. She's not saying you can't grieve, but don't pity them. Don't
2: death. pity them. Mm-hmm. Okay, fight, I like it.
1: Fight those who seek undeath and immortality or are undead themselves and punish their hubris, in quotes. <laughs> hubris! Your
2: hubris? It's always hubris. <laughs> So okay, I mean, like, like I kind of figured. You know, she's against the whole undead thing. What's dead should stay dead.
1: It follows the natural order.
2: Don't break the
1: death is not something to be feared. It's inevitable. Yeah, Yeah, don't break the cycle. Dead is better. Yeah, and finally, to fight the cult of Orcus wherever they are found.
0: Fuck those guys.
1: Orcus is immediately and forever her enemy as the god of undeath. Like, yeah, yeah, like. Duh. They're up she's opposed to him On and, principle. On principle. And he is opposed to her because she has power that he does not. <laughs>
0: yeah, and he's got you know, when somebody has something that you don't, you gotta be a little bitch about it. Exactly. Or guess
2: yeah. I need you to calm the fuck down.
1: Yeah. He has no chill. No chill. So the Shadowfell was also first introduced in fourth edition. And has always been the Raven Queen's home. Yeah. I will mm-hmm. I will say, previous editions had the Plane of Shadow, which was treated as a demi-plane or a full plane in its own right, depending on the edition. Mm-hmm. It was also used as a transitive plane in much the same way as the astral and ethereal planes were at one point. Cool.
0: Okay. With it. All right. So,
1: like, it's changed shape a lot of times, but the Shadow fourth edition is where the f- name Shadow Fell was first introduced.
2: Kind of just, they yeah. took this... Plane that concept. is yeah, just a strict concept, and then turned it into an actual plane.
1: Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is the first time that it was given kind of a deity in control of it. I mean, the Shadowfell is intrinsically linked to the Raven Queen. You can't really imagine one without the other now. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. It has a more like permanent place now that it has a...
1: Yeah, associated. So
2: Asso- yeah, an associated Yeah, exactly. God to it.
1: It's not as easy to write off.
2: Yeah, you can't just write off like yeah, I mean, it's a demi plane, but it doesn't really matter. It has a more permanence and a more like significance to.
1: Yeah, right. It's kind of like taking away mechanists. Then what do you do with the modrons? Oh wait. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Fourth edition. <laughs> there you go. I got a little bit of a slam in. Okay. There, go. there we okay. go. So third edition's manual of the planes. Actually, yes, actually oh, gave a okay, description okay, okay, of the plane of shadow that was certainly the starting point for creating the Shadowfell as it transitioned from a small footnote to a major echo of the prime plane. Hmm. Um, but that that was pretty much right before it became its own thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so
2: they kind of like started to snowball at that point. Exactly.
1: Because the first time the shadow plane was ever mentioned was in uh, adv- uh, for Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. It was uh, in Dragon Magazine, and it was kind of just mentioned as a little plane, and then it, it just, like you said, it snowballed. Demi right. plane,
2: spooky stuff. Like, someone had the concept, they touched on Dragon Magazine, and then later on, people were like, okay. Let's include this. Let's kind of take this and build a little bit more, and then a little bit more, and then 4th edition comes along, and they're like, hey, guess what? Shadowfell. Bull. Deity. Yeah.
1: And... This is a description of the Shadowfell from 5th edition, but a lot of it has overlaps with even the plane of shadow in 3rd edition and the description of the Shadowfell in 4th edition. Mm -hmm. The Shadowfell is a dimension of black, gray, and white, where most other color has been leeched of everything. It is a place of darkness that hates the light, where the sky is a black vault with neither sun nor stars. The Shadowfell overlaps the material plane in such a way, in, in much the same way as the Feywild. Aside from the colorless landscape, it appears similar to the Material Plane. Landmarks from the Material Plane are recognizable on the Shadowfell, but they are twisted and warped. Where a mountain stands on the Material Plane, the corresponding feature on the Shadowfell is a jagged rock outcropping with a resemblance to a skull, a heap of rubble, or perhaps a crumbling ruin of a once-great castle. A forest on the Shadowfell is dark and twisted, its branches reaching out to snare travelers' cloaks and its roots coiling and buckling to trip those who pass by.
0: So it's just the prime material plane the goth.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay. we talked about this a little bit in the planes episode. If the prime material plane is the default plane, mm-hmm. the Feywilds is the prime material plane, except for neon and hella romanticized. Yeah. <laughs> and the Shadowfell <laughs> is the prime material plane, but goth in, like, the most morbid shit you can imagine. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's shadow version, I guess. Yes. I mean, yeah. it's just like a shadowed version of the material plane, which, yeah, goth as hell kind of, sounds kind of cool.
1: Yeah. I, like I it. mean, it's cool, but it's really sad.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's just no don't, color. Don't there's... pity the Shadowfell. <laughs>
1: okay, you know? you know what? That's fair.
2: Yeah. No, the rules don't pity the dead. We can pity the Shadowfell.
1: The Shadowfell isn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty dead.
2: It sounds dead, that's for sure.
1: Well, not everything that lives there is dead.
2: true,
1: so, as I mentioned, the Raven Queen was once given a name. I'm partial, I'll admit to her name being lost, but this being a Laura podcast, I will of course discuss it.
0: I'm just gonna like bleep it out, okay <laughs> and... or like make a make the sound of like a
2: bus going by <laughs> just every time it's mentioned. <laughs> I'm not going to do that.
1: So in July of 2009, Wizards of the Coast released a supplement for 4th edition called Divine Power. It was a supplement that basically gave more development towards the classes and such that would rely on divine power, like paladins and clerics and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it also went to depth on several deities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So, it gave more detail into exactly who the Raven Queen was. Part of this was a story about her origins.
2: <gasps> Ooh.
1: Heck yeah. In this iteration, the Raven Queen was a powerful sorceress queen in life. When she died, she had not sworn herself to any deities and was thus unclaimed, and ended up where all unclaimed souls once found themselves. The former god of death, Nerul, who came from Greyh- the Greyhawk campaign setting, ruled in this Cheerless dominion of Pluton, which is the third and final layer of Hades. Okay? Lovely. <laughs> yeah. He kept all the souls there captive, doomed to an eternity as mindless shades. Not content with just this, yeah He sent blights and plagues to kill mortals and increase his dominion, seeking to become king of the gods.
2: Okay, well, yeah.
1: When the sorcerer's Queen came to Pluton, her form glowed in defiance of the gray shades around her. Reflecting her will and her strength. Nero, of course, found this exciting. Cause yeah. naturally, Ooh, something new and shiny. No, oh, yeah. And decided to make her his consort. Oh, great. Yeah. He gave her a form to rule by his side and a new name, Nera. Okay. I did not, it, it did not fly over my head that it sounded so close to his name. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's very, I was very, like, uh,
2: I wonder why that name was chosen.
1: Right? right. Motherfucker has a little bit of pride. A little bit. So, fr- her name from her life is still long gone, but now this she has this name to call her by. Well, Nera was not a fan of playing second fiddle. Hell yeah. <laughs> Plus, I kind of like to imagine the lack of free will and the eternity in Hades is kind of making her feel a little bit inclined to hold a grudge and seek revenge.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe.
2: I, I don't think there's anything else I can really say to drive that point home, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But Nero was able to figure out how Nero held the shades in his thrall and took that power for herself. Hell yeah. With her newfound strength, she challenged Nero for Pluton. Unfortunately, Nero was old and powerful, and Nira had to release the souls from their bonds, which allowed them to discharge their strength and power to her as they passed on to this mysterious beyond, thus freeing the souls, and she got to retain all this strength and power. Mm-hmm. So Nira released almost every soul before defeating Neral, destroying him and claiming Pluton for herself. Jesus. Nice.
2: She's a badass.
1: She is. As Nira attempted to take Nero's place the other gods intervened. Rather than becoming a deity of death in his footsteps, the gods decreed that the mortal souls will no longer be trapped and instead Nero would preside over death itself, overseeing as the souls of the dead came to her realm to pass beyond the knowledge of the gods. This is where I really don't like the story, to be perfectly honest. This next part. Oh, <laughs> okay, all right. Because
0: I I've thought it's pretty dope up to this point. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. So... Uh, Thank you for getting me ready to be let down.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. Ever since those events, the Death Goddess has sought to escape the strictures limiting her power. Soon after her ascension, she expunged her true name from the knowledge of all creatures and took to calling herself the Raven Queen. In this way, she hoped to avoid the restrictions on her role. She abandoned Pluton and founded a new realm on her own in the mountains of Latherna in the Shadowfell. In the long century since the Raven Queen overthrew Nero. She has slowly increased her power, adding dominion over fate and winter to her rule over death. She sorely resents the gods who denied her the full power Nero once wielded, and she jealously guards her domain. She has no power over souls who do not bind themselves to gods or devils in life, but the Raven Queen claims all all who place themselves in her power, and they are enslaved within her cold realm forever." I'm not saying that the Raven Queen is a necessarily good or kind character. Far from it. But I would also describe her coldness as being simply the nature of things and not due to jealousy or perceived spite. Yeah,
0: like that's very, uh... And, and, you know, even... You could even read the first part of that story as about being, like, rightness. Yeah. And not about, like... Like, that, that second part makes it read like all of her intentions and motivations are very selfish yeah which i feel like go inherently against the nature of somebody who's really really concerned with preserving
1: the natural order order
0: in the like detached way that she is
1: yeah i mean for a goddess whose description has thus far emphasized the importance of the natural order of things this story supposes that she is intent on keeping souls in a pretty unnatural state of eternal servitude.
2: Which is the same thing
0: that her, like, weird ex-husband did.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I was gonna say, I also would like to argue the fact that she would then turn around and enslave souls like she was, more or less? Yeah. No, see, they have contradicted themselves in so many ways writing this thing, which might be why it never really stuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's It's like a TV show that, uh, like... Had some really great building blocks and like themes and then just backpedaled on them at the very end and had a really disappointing ending that just negated all the buildup that they had.
1: I'm thinking of so many right now. I'm not even going to like throw them right. Out there. Yeah. Like think of your own show in that in your place. You're right. Yeah, you're right. It was it was a waste. It was wasted potential. And we're all salty about it.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I don't. I don't know what they were trying to do with this particular <laughs> story, story, but they started with one thing and then ended contradicting the first. They turned right around. And
1: it's not to say that I don't think that a <clears throat> truly selfish person could have gone through those things and still been selfish in the end. I'm yeah. just saying that that's not who the Raven Queen is has been, ever been portrayed yeah. as.
2: Right, that's not how she was originally written as.
1: Like... I would call her a lot of things: cold, calculating, Detach. detached. Detach. I would never think to call her selfish. Yeah. Or
0: literally, like jealous, was a word that they used. Yeah. Greedy was what that they were implying. Power-hungry.
2: No. Yeah. I mean, okay, she was a. What was she in life?
1: A sorcerer queen. She was a
2: sorcerer queen. So hungry for power, I can kind of see just coming off of the general. You know, you are a sorcerer queen. Yeah. But right. I feel like going through all that shit with fighting Nero and
0: yeah, you know, everything dying. I
2: shit. I don't feel like she would hold the hold the greedy part of it
0: like that. Yeah, yeah. me
1: either. They had us in the first half. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay, well in in the fourth edition manual of the planes, the story is again described, but given a somewhat different ending.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: For one, she was never called Nera. Only the Sorcerer Queen and the Raven Queen. Cool. And secondly, the Raven Queen refused to be Nero's consort and instead led a rebellion with the other trapped souls.
0: Yeah! That's the Ra- dope.
1: Yeah. The Raven Queen was also made Goddess of Death instead of the dead to prevent her from becoming a tyrant, but jealousy and wrath isn't described as a result. She. It was literally just a we're just going to nip this in the bud before it's an issue and she's like okay
2: so this came after their initial story that actually just read? well,
1: okay so the manual of the planes came out first mhm before divine power mhm so they okay. released this they added on in Manu- in divine power and then they walked it back okay cuz subsequent releases have this story
2: so we run into the same issue that we've had this entire time with 4th fourth Edition, fourth edition where sure, the sure, writers sure. fucking suck at some what they're them. trying to convey. Some
1: of them, yes. I will admit that this first story of Nera, well, of not Nera because Nera wasn't her name.
2: Nira wasn't her name. Uh, the, of Raven the Raven
1: Queen. Queen I, I actually enjoy. I like the idea of her le- leading a slave rebellion.
2: Right. It yeah. just, I just, you know, they yeah. did one thing, and added on to it, changed some things. Went, oh shit. Bad mistake. Took it back. It's like they're just passing Take the freaking now. paper between writers and everyone is just like adding what the hell they want and at the end the publisher's like, "Yeah, that'll work, fuck it."
0: It's like um when you when you build a story one word at
2: a time with your friends
1: and it just goes batshit crazy. Yeah. It,
0: yeah. Yeah. it
2: sounds which, good at the start and then towards the end of it it starts just being
0: Which again, not a slam on anybody.
1: For and, sure, and I, I like feel like it's just too many cooks in the kitchen. Exactly.
2: Right. And sure. I, I
1: will say, I think that is why <sighs> I don't want to say fifth edition so much better than fourth edition. I.
2: I'll say it. <laughs> oh my god.
1: I think that's why fifth edition tends to resonate better with a lot of people than fourth edition is because in fifth edition they kind of learned their lesson and they play tested. Yeah. They had an open play test. For the first time. And it just, Mm -hmm. it worked out better. They got all this feedback before they went to the publisher. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah. and I guess, you know, fine. I'll take back my whole, the writers suck for Wizards of the Coast 4th edition. For all I know, this might have been what they were instructed to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Either way,
2: whatever, like, reason or whatever chain that they were given to do
0: Mm -hmm. was
2: horrible. Yeah. Like, it made things so bad. so fast believe it or not believe it or not
0: we don't work for wizards of the coast or any other so like we don't we don't know writers well and also like you know as as people who make you know content we're not subject to executive meddling in the way that some people probably are so like you know we don't know and we don't know what was going
2: on I'll fully admit that, you know, they could have been, you know, told to do this, this, or this in this particular way. And plus. Fine. It just didn't fucking work. Didn't work, work. Out.
1: And we, like, I'm not afraid to say it, the three of us in here, we're all creatives. But the way that we are creatives, we tend to be doing stuff or on our own without feedback from others and clashing yeah. opinions.
2: And our creatives are vastly different, even between the three of us, so... Yeah, yeah.
1: like,
0: two of us are actually creatives and one of us is not. Shut up! I'm not, but, you know, and also, I will say, as a, as a note that has to do with the actual, like, more with the Raven Queen herself as opposed to maybe oversight <laughs> problems, I can see why there would be a rush to characterize a god of death in that way. Oh yeah. Because how many gods of death are fucking assholes?
1: Yeah.
2: Almost all of them that we've seen Almost so far. Almost all
0: of them except for the Raven Queen and Kelanvor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there my is My boy. A... My my boy K-Dog.
1: <laughs> K-Cat. I Get love it. him. K-Cat. Get it? Uh, that's good. That's Get good. It. Get it?
2: I, Jesus. It is.
1: So, 5th edition provides a second origin story. Which I will be happy to get into after we do a quick break.
2: All right, that's fine. That's fair. I'm 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 good with it this time. I think we need to cool down a little bit. Yeah, probably. Hey,
1: everybody! Thank you guys so much for listening to our episode on the Raven Queen. Ooh,
0: so mysterious! So So mysterious.
2: mysterious.
1: If you are enjoying the podcast and want to help support us, we do have a Patreon available. It's at Dungeonpedia. We have very few tiers right now. I think basically the only thing extra you really get beyond our undying gratitude is the fact that you have access to our notes and everything, which is especially helpful for like my episodes because I kind of I don't read directly from my notes, but I do kind of write out my thoughts in the notes. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I mostly read directly from my notes, but depending on our time constraints, there are things that I end up skipping, so
1: yeah, uh, I can't read, so <laughs> you know. But whatever. If you do have an idea of something you would be interested in seeing in our Patreon, feel free to reach out and tell us. Yeah, honestly,
0: that would be very helpful. Yeah, it's we hard we, to
2: think of tears for this sort of
0: thing. thing. Yeah.
2: It's it's a niche. Extra it's content. A niche. I'm, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm it's not even sure. Niche for niche. Yeah. So it's we would niche appreciate niche. the nichest of niches. <laughs> uh, also, if you are enjoying our podcast, we have another project called Projectile Dysfunction. It is a actual play fifth edition. Mm, it's a fifth edition actual play <laughs> campaign that we play with our friend Jacoby. Um, so you can find updates for that at ProjectileCast on Twitter.
2: Yep. Go there and you can get all the other uh, information. We don't want to take up too much time on that. But as far as Twitter for us, we do have Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Dungeonpedia. Uh, both of those have stuff. random stuff.
1: Your regular uh, social media stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Random pictures on Instagram and just random updates or... Whatever. Retweets of whatever. Really whatever we feel like. Yeah. Because... <laughs> if we're being we honest. If we're
1: being totally honest, really whatever Travis is feeling like. That's true.
2: Yeah, because it's all me.
1: Because, again, I can't read, so I can't (laughs) manage our
2: social media. Um, If you have anything you want to suggest or comments or questions or what have you, you can email us at dungeonpedia.podcast.gmail.com. We will see the emails. Sometimes our things are a little bit screwy and we don't get the notifications. Yeah. But we'll see it. If you have a suggestion for an episode, send us that. And when we do it, we'll shout you out.
0: Yep. Thank you very much for those. by the way. Yeah. Also, you can subscribe to us on whatever platform you listen to us on to get notifications for when we post, so that way you don't have to wait for us to post on our social media. Um, Also, for whatever platforms these features are available, uh, it would be really appreciated if you would give us a rating, a review. Those are very helpful. Anything
1: to just help us stand out from the crowd a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Because we're not already
0: niche. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But also uh tell your friends uh tell anybody that you think would be interested in this um also i'm thinking of starting a cult around the raven queen so if you think anybody would be interested in that direct them to this episode and we can see what we can get going there
2: and tell them to email us and uh we'll uh well We'll i guess in that one i'll have Lewin take care since she's going to be the cult leader here
0: yeah i'm not i'm not trying to start a cult
2: No, not really. But, not really. Maybe. But for real, though, spreading the word is the best form of getting us out there. So those that have done that already, we appreciate it so much.
0: Yeah, thank if you. If you
2: haven't, you have a neighbor. Go go tell them. <laughs> I you mean, might have a neighbor. I really you, don't you know. You might, yeah. Depends on where you live, I guess. Uh, thank you to Alexander Nakarada for our theme song, Blacksmith, at the beginning and ending of our episodes. Great song. We love it.
0: Thank and you. And
2: we'll continue to do so.
0: Thank you. Well, uh, thank you for listening to our little plugs here and also for listening to our episode about the Raven Queen. So, always thank you for listening. Always thank you. So I think it's time to go back to that. Back, back to, to the Queen. Back to the Queen so I can get more information of for ravens. my religion. Oh. All right. Are y'all calm down now? All right. I'm yeah. good. Uh, right. I'm a little uh, burned from the severe roasting
2: you guys just did of me. <laughs> it's fine. It's um, okay. So, we're going into 5th edition.
1: Well, yes. And this whole thing has been kind of back and forth for 4th and 5th. But Fair point. Yes. This origin story comes from 5th edition. Okay. So,
2: second or third origin story.
1: Second full origin story. Right. Because the (laughs) other two... 2.5. Yeah. (laughs)
2: 2.5.
1: So, in Mordekainen's Tome of Foes, which was released in May of 2018... Love that book. Very recent... The Raven Queen is described in a chapter over elves. This is actually the first time she's mentioned as being elven.
2: Huh?
1: Huh? I didn't know she was elven. No, And, that, and now Lewin knows why she has such an attachment to the Raven Queen.
2: Because she's elven.
1: Well, yeah. I'd see.
0: I didn't even know it, but like a part of my like like soul in, knew. Yeah, intellectually I didn't know, but like my soul knew exactly. My soul could feel the ears.
1: I actually wanted to do this episode for a long time. It's kind of fallen in the backlog as I've found other stuff I wanted to do yeah. and stuff, but I want to say maybe two weeks before you did your episode over the elves, I was like, I really want to do the Raven Queen, but I have to wait until we do the elves. <sighs> but that's okay, because we're doing one. it now. Elves part one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so she's oh. elven. Yes. As Sweet. a mortal, the Raven Queen was an ancient elf queen whose people loved her more than they loved the gods. Damn. I mean, it yeah, happens. <laughs> um, when Corellon and Lolth became locked in conflict at first, mm-hmm. the queen sought to ascend to a godlike status and make the gods put their people first. Basically, she was a queen. She saw her people suffering because of this conflict, god conflict. And she's like, fuck it. I'm going to become a god so that I can make them start caring about their people. Hell yeah.
2: Okay. Hell yeah. I like it. You
1: go, girl. So... The Queen grew in power. The Raven Queen grew in power. She wasn't called the Raven Queen at this point. She was just the Queen. The queen. Right, yeah. Attracting followers who offered their souls and magic for her cause. These followers were called the Shadar Kai. Hey. Yeah. The Queen and the Shadar Kai gathered more and more followers and set on a path to unify all the elves and create a pathway from the Feywilds to Arvandor, the original home of the elves. Yeah. At this point, they were all living in the Feywild, so this was before some of them crossed over to
2: the crime. This is way back when. This is way, way back in the day. She just became
1: more and more powerful because these people loved her and they were like, yes, all of my magic, all of my soul for your cause. Which is what I would have done. (laughs) You would have just looked at her and been like... I love you. I love you, take me, please. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then I would have seen Isla Stray somehow, and I would have been like,
1: actually. Also, I love you. Please take me. Also, everyone, I love you. Thank you. All these beautiful elf women.
2: And then yes. at least one of them would be like, yeah, we're tired of this one. And just. boom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, and I would say, thank you. May I have another?
1: <laughs> her quest attracted the attention of evil wizards. As it does. Mm, you yeah. Know. Right. Who siphoned off. The power of the Shadarkai to become even more powerful. They wanted to surpass the ancient elven wizards. Yeah.
2: Which ancient,
1: ancient. Like, yeah, because the right. first. Because currently
0: we're in the period Flame. of ancient elves. Yeah. So ancient, 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 ancient. Old as
2: balls. Basically,
1: when the elves were still allowed to live in Arvandor. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So. Well,
2: fucking evil wizards. Go home. Right? Always evil wizards.
1: Well, near to her goal. The queen realized what was happening like her ritual was going on and she realized oh fuck there are a bunch of evil wizards siphoning off the power fucking evil wizards every time and as a quasi divine entity she brought supernatural wrath down upon them
0: oh shit get
1: fucked unfortunately it corrupted her ritual into something terrible Mm. damn it i know that's how it always happens so, as her rage subsided, the twisted magic seized her, and she panicked. She reached out for the souls of the Shadarkai, but the spell pulled her and her followers into the Shadowfell. And the evil wizards. Okay. She was instantly killed, her body and mind broken beyond imagining. Uh, like, from the moment she fell into the shadow fell. <laughs> she lashed out with an agonized scream... That lacerated the souls of the evil wizards and twisted them beyond recognition. Oh shit. Shit. This created Nagpas. Wretched monsters banished from the Raven Queen's presence that, you know, live in the shadows of the Shadowfell, basically.
0: So it's like the the super, it's advanced darkness. It's advanced darkness. Okay. So that's how those those were.
1: Yeah. They're kind of like ugly vulture like things. Yeah. They're bad.
0: They're ugly vultures as opposed to beautiful
2: vultures, like real ones. Yes. Ugh.
1: I love vultures.
2: Yeah. You seem like the kind of person who would like vultures, Travis. I just, I, I've never really been a big fan of vultures, honestly.
1: Huh. Well, you wouldn't be a big fan of these either, mostly because they're evil
0: and mm, bad. I don't think that precludes Travis from being a fan of something. Not necessarily. Whatsoever.
1: Okay, well, because they're against the Raven Queen and you like the Raven Queen?
2: Okay, that's good enough. That's a good enough reason. They nasty. So neck the,
1: the pain and turmoil over the betrayal she suffered and her failures to herself and her people drove her into an unquenchable sorrow and a deep madness. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I don't. I'm sorry. Just like the deadpan delivery of that was right. Really I'm so sorry. Good.
0: Like sometimes, like <laughs> one of you will go off on like a long winded. Like, and just say something, like, really beautiful and, like, heart-wrenching and terrible. And all that my stupid monkey brain can can produce is the same.
1: It's good, though. <laughs> anyway. Madness. So, additionally, the corrupted ritual was breaking her body down and destroying her physical form. Oh, damn. Yeah. That sucks. So, to keep herself from dissipating into nothingness... The Raven Queen brought dead memories from the sh- that the Shadowfell had about herself and wrapped them around her- herself like a cloak to become a being composed of symbols, images, and perceptions and memories. She basically doesn't have a physical form anymore. She just has her spirit that she has wrapped these memories around to give the illusion of a form.
2: Of like a physical form? Yeah. Huh. That's... Creepy?
1: I will say, I've seen some, like, depictions of her that, like, paint this as, like, like, a face, and then, like, she's obscured by, like, shifting, like, birds, like, in a flock.
2: Yeah. See, all I can picture is, like, the random just, like, flashes from, like, a movie reel.
1: Yeah. Or
2: something just, like, all around her body, just, like, one part you see something, and then... Like, right next to it, there's something completely different, like, people hunting or...
1: And
0: then you look back and it's gone. Yeah,
2: just, like, yeah. all these shifting images.
1: Whoa. So, because of this, the Shadow Queen now obs... Wow, the Shadow Queen. The I don't know
2: Shadow where that Queen. Came from.
1: That's not her name. The Raven Queen now obsessively collects essences and memories of the dead, forming and preserving them in her fortress of fortress of memories. The Shadarchai bring her gifts of apparitions there gifts strongly associated with emotional stories. So, like, if you were to go into her home, she has, like, she'd have, like, these, this hall, like, decorated with trinkets and baubles and, like, stuff that, like, like, stuff that seems, like, so minuscule and then also, like, apparitions that just keep repeating. So,
0: like a raven. Yeah. He collects little yeah. trinkets and shit. I'm so <laughs> glad that you yeah. That's such a that's such a galaxy. See, brain I didn't way even to
2: like
1: think about that.
0: Think
2: about that. Yeah, that's but... such a
0: galaxy brain way to like portray that
1: <laughs> fuck. But swarms of ravens live there, ready to carry her cryptic messages and quests for her bidding
0: and then at one point, she looked at these ravens and was like, "I want to make that but a person' And then she made the kanku, yeah. Good job. (laughs) Sierra Kenku episode. That wasn't exactly how it went, but she definitely looked at, like, alive ravens and was like, I like that. I like that, yeah. I
2: like you.
1: Let's do that, but more.
0: Let's make that my whole aesthetic. (laughs) Okay, but me. Yeah, me too.
1: So, (laughs) death and the Raven Queen's role in it are further explained through a few supplements. Upon death, souls come to the Shadowfell. Most only last a few hours there before they are either before they either pass into the unknown or are claimed by one of the outer plans for torture or reward.
0: Yeah, depending on your alignment, what god you worship, yada yada. Yeah, and how how good you were at doing shit. Yeah, how good you were at being good or evil or whatever.
1: So there are those who have unfinished business or strong ties to the prime remaining, and they can resist the pull of the beyond for some time. The stronger the ties, the longer they can resist. Mm -hmm. The Raven Queen's place in all of this is to simply stop mortals from escaping inevitability. Simply residing in the Shadowfell for a long time is not a crime, but attempting to escape is. So, like... Attempting to escape
0: back to the material. Right. Not to pass on. Right. That's just following the natural thing.
1: That's
2: different. As far as the
1: Raven Queen's concerned, you can wait there for as long as you need to before you're ready.
2: Just at some point, as long as you don't try to escape back to the material plane, she's not going to fuck with you, basically.
1: Basically, yeah.
2: At some point, you'll cross over to where you need to go, and it's fine. But the minute you go and try to get back to the material plane... That's that's when when That's when we have
0: a problem. That's when
2: she's going to step in and be like, no, no, no.
1: And the Raven Queen, while not exactly a compassionate person, helps console mortals into accepting death. Oh, fuck.
2: What? Fuck. Hmm. Ugh Huh. Okay. That Hmm. So like does it go on to explain like how, like in the sense like does she materialize or does she just like talk to them? Give me one moment. I mean to be fair, she can probably do whatever she wants. I mean she I could. Might this out. Also, I like the fact that in her quest to become a god, she realized that, you know, these wizards were siphoning the power and then stopped them. Which ended up corrupting her ritual to become a god. And she just... And she wound up becoming a god. She just became this twisted, like... A different kind of god, also. Sorrowful version of herself. Yeah.
1: So, basically the way that she gets helps console mortals into accepting death is... For some part, it's the mortals who pass on into her realm and are distraught and want to escape. But she, you know, is like, this is inevitable. This is good. This is a part of life. hmm That kind of thing. But beyond that, there are those who seek her out because of their fear of death. Fourth Edition posits that this was how the shadar-kai entered her service. The shadar-kai were a tribe of humans living in the Prime Plane that Feared death, dabbled in necromancy and felt helpless because of the inevitability of death. Mm -hmm.
2: Because dabbling into necromancy, you see A lot of a lot of the death and I guess inherently ways to avoid it, but that doesn't necessarily stop you from fearing it. Yes. Yeah. If anything, that might make it a little worse.
1: They eventually sought the service or sought the advice of the Raven Queen, who was already long since been the Raven Queen at this point in fourth edition. Mm Mm-hmm. And she assured them that death was to be embraced and promised to protect them from undeath and give them new life in their death. Eventually, the Shadarchai abandoned their place in the material and relocated to the Shadowfell to serve the Raven Queen because she so, like, calmed them of their fears. Jesus. Yeah.
2: She convinced them, like, well, okay, I think convince is probably the wrong word, but she calmed them so much that they were like, we want to go live with you.
0: (laughs) I mean, sure, yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. that's kind of what it was. It was like, you know, you helped us get over our fear of death. We want to live with you in this
1: mm-hmm.
2: fucked up twisted version of the material plane, basically.
1: Base. I mean, yeah, and they she gave them a purpose,
2: mm, that too, yeah.
1: So in fifth edition, of course, the shot archive were her original followers, resurrected again and again and again. Because they pass on to the material Plane to do her bidding. Sometimes they die. But for them, it's not really a death.
2: It's just a loop.
1: Yes. I don't totally... So, this is the one thing that I'm like,
2: this feels weird. Weird. Okay, so, I mean, this... That almost sounds like a contradiction? It's,
1: yeah.
0: Like, it... So is but this... I mean, it's, Hmm. Okay, but at this point in Fifth Edition, the Shadar Kai are still humans—or not humans, but elves—living in the Prime Material Plane.
1: No, at this point, the Shadar Archai are the are her original followers who followed her. Who followed your, her
0: into the? Yeah, I mixed
2: them up. So it
1: might them. be that they can't die. They because, can't pass on. Yeah, because of the way that they did die.
2: I mean, they're. Passing on would more or less put them in the Shadowfell because that's where their deity is. Yeah. And since they live there.
1: It's kind of a loophole. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's a contradiction.
2: Okay. Yeah. Maybe not a contradiction. Comes but close. very close.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, to be fair, like,
0: she's got to have people yeah. to do her bidding. She's got to have <laughs> handsome men to, uh, Hunt down those scamps that keep coming back to life somehow. So, like, right. she, can't, she can't let, all, even if, she, like, they could, like, not physically, because it's not a physical process, but, like, theologically, spiritually pass on because of their weird deaths. Like, maybe, right. like, she still needs people to do her bidding.
2: Yeah, but see, I'm, you know, I'm an equal opportunist in the sense that even if, like, the writers or whatever in 5th edition made this, Contradiction accidentally, whatever. I'm still gonna fucking bitch about it because right. it's a contradiction that shouldn't exist.
1: See, it just, but like, in
2: this case, I guess it's not a contradiction so much as it sounds like it and was just, just a
1: theorizing like,
2: consequential I'm not... loophole that happened when they went with her to the shadowfell.
0: Yeah. Like I, I'm I'm not saying that it's not necessarily a contradiction maybe, but something about it makes sense in my head in a way that I cannot. And it is not explain to explain in words. Yeah,
1: it's not to say that these are her only people who do her do her bidding because she also makes contact with mortals through their <laughs> dreams.
0: And like she has worshippers on the prime material plane. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, and she implores people to do her uh to do her bidding. Like, hey, yeah,
0: the Raven Queen comes to you in your dreams and is like, hey, don't do necromancy.
1: Well, even beyond that, like... Stop that. So, there are stories of her having a random mortal go and, like, she contacts them and has them go and do this one thing. It's not necessarily, like, don't do necromancy. It's, hey, go stop this so that necromancy won't take foot here. Yeah. And she uses these mortals for that. And she gives them a gift instead. Like one of the ones that she that's mentioned here is that the Raven Queen can make you confront your fears and find a way for you to move beyond them as yeah. a gift for doing this.
0: Oh, I, thought, it was, I, I <laughs> thought that was the task. Like, hey, get over your fear of the dentist. And in exchange, <laughs> I will give you a cool rock because she is a raven.
2: Yeah. But basically she says, hey, go stop this from, Necromantic cult or whatever. Yeah, yeah, from, like, taking hold. And in exchange, I'll help you get over your fear of
1: the death. drowning
2: drowning, or arachnophobia or whatever the hell yeah. it is. And I guess if you're a follower of the Raven Queen, you're probably going to accept it regardless.
0: I mean, but if, you're, if you're somebody, you're probably going to accept a call from a god. I probably. Mean, I
2: sure as hell would.
0: Like, if a <laughs> I mean, god came to me in my dreams and was like, hey...
1: But I will say, I, I don't feel like in this instance that the Shadarkai are as much of a contradiction as a, like I said, a loophole. I, I don't take as much issue with it.
2: Right. Yeah, and I mean...
1: Because I, I genuinely feel like they, they would probably be somewhat in the same way that the Nagpas and the Raven Queen herself are. Intrinsically tied to the Shadowfell and unable to move on.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Or perhaps also tied to the Raven Queen herself.
1: Exactly. Because they of like give her their souls. Sort
0: of. Oh, maybe it's like how Mistress uh, chosen have parts of her and like they don't age and stuff. It might be yeah. like that.
2: Right. And I mean, she is a god, so she could really just choose to. Do whatever the fuck she wants. Be like, yeah, you guys might die, but you're still going to be here. So. And yeah. then you'll go, you'll go back. To
0: the prime material plane to do my bidding, but I'll give you a cool scythe.
2: Yeah. And it could just be that, you know, maybe the ones that do pass on, maybe they become the ravens that fly to and from. That's true. That's also there's true. a lot of
1: really cool interpretations there. So I mean Fuck. you should
2: do whatever you kinda want to do. I mean, no that, one fucking
1: knows what the <laughs> what is up with the Raven Queen, honestly. It and, is
0: and you know, like legally you can't go back and tell everybody. So True. You know, it,
1: yeah, it's um, mentioned in several several different sources that only the Lady of Pain knows her true intentions and past, and this is a common thing we've seen in several characters that we've gone in lore over. Is the Lady of Pain knowing things? And
2: yeah,
0: she just knows shit.
1: I want to do an episode of the, over the Lady of Pain.
2: I was like, I feel like we've hit this so many times that like eventually we're gonna have to do the Lady of Pain. So yeah,
1: I okay. So I know. That there's not going to be a lot of concrete details and I'm going to be mad about it, but I'm still going to, we're probably going to do it.
0: Well, but that, I mean, that can be fun too. Yeah. When there's not a lot of concrete details so we can spend more time like theorizing and.
1: That's true. Having our
0: opinion sections.
1: (laughs) But aside from just a little footnote here about she fucking hates Beckna. For yeah. obvious reasons, Gee, fuck that guy. I wonder why. But like, it specifically, co- like, it wasn't a Sarek, It wasn't any any, else, any other 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 than Orcus. But yeah,
0: be- I mean, fuck him,
2: fuck Orcus. Yeah, but... it wasn't.
1: Uh, I forget the name of the first
2: Drake of Lich. Mm-hmm. Whatever that dude. Mm-hmm.
0: It's fucking Vecna.
2: She's just like, no, fuck you, Vecna.
0: Like she disagrees with him on like a th- like a theological standpoint, like. On a he shouldn't exist in the way he does standpoint, but she also thinks he's a huge dick. That's which is true. Also, so like, yeah. Like there's something charming about Asarek, but Vecna can just go fuck himself. True story. You know what I mean? But I mean,
2: that's, it's, <laughs> that's it's not my personal fair. opinion. I can see why she would hate Vecna, especially considering that he was the first Archlich.
1: Yeah. Probably. And let's be honest she probably remembers when he ascended and that's some fuck shit.
2: Yeah. yeah. And now she just holds this grudge because he was able to ascend and she's just like, motherfucker.
0: Shargarlar. That was his name. Sharglar. And she <laughs> she sees the cult of the dragon off in the distance make a drake a lich for the first time and she's like, fuck. She's just like
2: holding her hands just like, what the fuck is going Why on? Why would you so even do that?
1: tired of all this bullshit
0: <laughs> with the necromancy. And the liches. And the, oh my God.
2: I just fucking can't with you guys. I can't. I'm gonna kill you all.
0: <laughs> but that's all I have. And uh, then I'm not gonna let you
1: come back.
2: Oh. Oh. Yeah.
1: Man, that's so I, I will take a moment to say, like, real quick, if you have a favorite iteration of the Shadow Queen or even your own personal the interpretation. Shadow Queen? The, why the for the third time? The Raven Queen. The Shadow Queen of Ravenfell. <laughs> You know what? That sounds fucking badass. I'll so it's say, almost You know Ravenloft.
2: what? Ravenfell does sound like a pretty yeah, cool like w- town. though. I want to live there.
1: Yeah. What if same. Ravenfell is like a
0: town where the whole town worships
2: the Raven Queen, Ooh. like really hardcore? You know, I have my DM notebook here. I'm just gonna and also Brad, jot
0: this. Down. I'm moving there soon. I'm just
2: gonna like yeah, gonna jot down Ravenfell with Ravenfell. a question mark, and uh, we'll put figure it out
0: from there. Three question marks behind it. Ravenfell. Ravenfell? Anyways. Anyway.
1: If you have a favorite iteration of the Raven Queen in any works, or you have a favorite homebrew interpretation of the Raven Queen, please tweet or email at us. I want to hear, because like like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, all of the building blocks are, are there. You just have to have tons of fun with it.
0: Yeah. And like, man, you know, if you could have told me that like detached, but not cruel gods of death with, like, a a black animal as their motif would, like, really hit me right in the feels. Like, you could have told me that, and I'd be like, nah.
1: I don't know, Lou, and I know Mm, you pretty well.
0: Yeah, actually, that does kind of fit my whole vibe. But it's interesting that there's two characters in Dungeons & Dragons that fit that very specific... Very
1: specific, (laughs) yeah. Like, description. And I love them.
0: I love them both. And, like, the even saying that, there's, like, a way that the Raven Queen, I feel like, is very different to Kalimvor that I can't put my finger on.
1: It's that, inter- that like, I want to say it's that, like, little undertone of madness that she has.
0: Yeah, like, Kalimvor is just straight up sad. But the Raven Queen's a sad and a
2: little crazy, too.
1: And I love it. Yeah, I'm into it.
2: I wouldn't necessarily call it an undertone of sadness, either.
1: <laughs> I, I said an undertone of crazy. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah,
1: it's,
0: like... More, Sorry. it's like more sad, but a little crazy. Little whereas, it's a lot sad and a little crazy. Whereas Calumvor is just straight sad. It
2: also did specifically say madness. So,
0: yeah, yeah. still there. In any case. Yeah, in any case, I think <laughs> I found my new religion
2: <laughs> Raven Queen. Raven
0: Queen ism.
2: Um, Ravenism. Thank <clears> you, everyone, so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to give us a follow on all of our various social media platforms. Spread yeah. the word to your friends, mm-hmm. you know. Tell um, them about
1: how wonderful the Raven
2: Queen is. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> spread the
1: word of the
0: Raven Queen. And
2: suddenly we have started a cult.
0: Uh-oh. Um, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com to uh, figure out when we're going to meet up mm-hmm. for our first sermon. <laughs> <laughs> on our queen
2: the raven and to also share your different versions from your homebrew campaigns and iterations of the raven queen and her backstory
1: yeah yeah and, and also if you have any other suggestions yeah you go ahead and pop in there too yeah you know, this doesn't just have, just, just have to
2: be
0: about our new church just anything really
1: uh thank you guys once again for listening and we're gonna catch you next week with another exciting topic here on dungeonpedia
0: What kind of snacks do you guys like? I worship the birds. Worship. Shiny. I'll bring pumpkin bread.
2: Hell yeah. And Doritos. Weird combination.